Okay, so Bruno, thank you so much for joining us on the Can Learn English podcast. It's always so nice to have other teachers come on and chat. So how are you doing? Well, to be honest, I'm pretty much like I'm swamped, to be honest, because yeah, since this uh, quarantine has started, uh, I have been like working double time because uh, some adjustments that happened in the school that I work for. So since uh, we started, we had to start writing every single class uh, because we use like a, a ready material, you know, and since we have to start writing every single class, every single detail, I have been working like double time. And have you moved all of your classes online then? Yes. All my classes, since my, the school that I work for and some private students that I have, all of them are being taught online. Wow. Wow. And you're, just so everyone knows, I know this, but you are in Brazil, right? So you teach English in Brazil. What part of Brazil? Ah, okay. I, I live in Espírito Santo. It's in the south, uh, southeast of Brazil. Uh, it's a state close to Rio de Janeiro, and mm -hmm. I've been teaching here since always. <laughs> so you're from you're from there. Technically speaking, no, I'm from Rio. I was born in Rio, okay. but I've been living in since I was a little kid. Cool. Yeah, I I love Brazil. My husband's um, Brazilian from Rio, so we lived in Brazil for. Um, a year and a half. Good. That's nice. Yeah. We lived in Sao Paulo and I also taught English in Brazil. So we kind of, it was similar for us. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, so we know a little bit how is teaching English in Brazil. <laughs> yeah. And that's one thing that we wanted to talk about today because a lot of students that are living in Brazil don't necessarily have the opportunity to go study English abroad. And you said yourself, you've never lived abroad or studied English abroad. No, I haven't. Uh, I'm not going to say that I didn't have the opportunity because I did. Uh, my When I was a kid, my parents, they taught me to, to send me abroad for like a year or six months or something, but I chose not to go. Because um, when I was finishing uh, the, 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 the course, the English course, I, they said, oh, okay, so spend some time abroad, like go to the United States, stay in New Jersey or I don't know. And I said, okay, but I don't think I, I need to go there to study, like specifically to study. I would like to go to visit, to make some uh, trips around, uh, tourists a little bit. Uh, I didn't go to study, but they want to send me to study there. And I wanted to do specifically, you know, and we agreed that uh, and then I didn't go. But uh, students of mine, since teenagers and so on, that they said, I travel, I'm going to spend some weeks abroad. And so I said, go, I recommend them and tell them to go. Is it necessary? Because you speak English very well. So it's not necessary, necess like not necessary for um, students or for people to need to go to abroad to improve their English. Yes and no at the same time, because uh, I, I learned English 
without traveling abroad, without being abroad. I, I know many English teachers that have been the same experience. They studied here, they learned here, and they speak amazingly well. And I'm not, I'm, I say that is possible. You can learn the language without traveling, but of course it does not, uh, it does not replace the type of experience which is being there, living the language every day, okay? Seeing things that maybe we will never see during the class or on a book, you know? Uh, so I'm not gonna say that no, you never need to travel, but <laughs> I also say that you don't really need to travel only to learn the language, but depends on many things, you know? Depends on the student's efforts, the student's uh, dedication, how much he is engaged to do it, depends on these other factors, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so say you have a student who needs to learn business English for their work. They're working at a Brazilian company, but they need to interact with a lot of multinational companies and they're going to be needing to speak English what would be some tips that you would give them so they could reach that level that they need in Brazil without leaving? Okay. Uh, for example, um, if the student wor already works in a company that is a multinational and good chances that he is already in touch with English. Uh, so he may see English on a daily basis, you know, like on a daily basis, sorry, I said wrong, on a daily basis. And uh, we I would enhance and improve his English that he already knows. And I would research for every type of material that I can find relating the business that he works for, being import and export, being, um, I don't know, uh, machinery or uh, cars, whatever. I would try to search for this vocabulary. And I also would insert all the possible contacts that would bring them to a uh, entrepreneurship atmosphere, an entrepreneurship environment. I would try to bring him other concepts relating uh, entrepreneurship, maybe smart technique, planning, managing time, managing people. Try to bring his work to the class and take the class to his work. Definitely, I think learning in context, right? So yes. trying to relate as much as possible to what the student wants to wants to learn, right? Because I think sometimes I noticed this when I was teaching in Brazil. Um, people really say, oh, I want to speak like a native speaker. If I have a native speaker, it will be better for me, which is not necessarily the case, right? I, I definitely disagree with that, that you should never strive to sound like a native speaker because you will always, you never will. I mean, even... When I'm learning a different language, it's not my priority to sound exactly like the people who speak that language from birth, right? And then there are so many really great teachers who are um, Brazilian that can help out the students just as equally as a native speaker, right? True that, uh, because uh, maybe, maybe they, for example, let's uh, get a contact. If I do have a private student, that works with uh, import 
and she was my student long time ago and she decided to restart the classes with me uh, privately and uh, we, we talked in English to see, I, I, I wanted to see how her English was. And of course, it's a little bit rusted, but it's not bad because she doesn't really need to talk. You know, her contact in English is more writing, it's more reading, so it's a little more uh, to these medias. But she wanted to restart the class because she wanted to go back to her oral practice, to her oral skills practice. And I'm trying to put this uh, work, this professional uh, topic, this professional uh, part of her life into the English class in order to become more meaningful, to become more concrete, to become more interesting to the student, you know? Because mm -hmm. if this student wants English to communicate at work and just wants, like I said, uh, business English, but uh, precisely to communicate at work what does it why am i going to teach uh, vocabulary relating kitchenware to the student it's, yeah exactly it's meaningless makes no sense yeah no that's that's absolutely true and so what would you say students can do at home when they are not with their teacher right because obviously if you're really wanting to improve your english a lot of my listeners are planning to move to Canada, for example. And so they want to rapidly improve their English to a point where they can live in a new country. Um, because you can't just, unless you're going to study English there first, even when you show up, you should have a minimal level of English so you can get around. What can students do at home by themselves? Because you obviously can't spend all your time with a teacher, right? So what do they do outside of the classroom okay uh first of all if this student is, if this student has a natural self-educational uh, attitude he can find a lot of things online that can guide him to a good direction in order to learn english but for example if this student wants to improve his speaking something that i suggest my students to do and would be something like, uh, for example, you can get a scene of a movie, start with the ones that you are comfortable with, and you can listen to those lines and pausing and repeating, you know? Mm -hmm. Listen to that line and you pause and you repeat. You, then you go to the next line, listen, pause and repeat. Of course, I'm summarizing the, the thing here, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, but the good thing is not only doing that, but you're doing that by recording yourself. Because after, when you listen to this, you're going to listen to the, to the line from the movie and yourself. And that will lead you to an automatic comparison. And then you can see, you can observe, you can listen and realize where you're good at, where you can improve, okay? How well or not you will sound, okay? And Exactly. I, I suggest this to my students and some of them are been doing this and they are telling me uh, they're feeling improvement after they start doing it. Absolutely. And I think another good way to improve your pronunciation is through listening um, because a lot of like, think of how a baby learns to speak, right? They practice and they listen. It's all through listening. And so I think students really need to create like a false immersion 
for themselves. Like if you just pretend like you live in an English speaking country, so set your phone in English, um, listen to the radio in English, listen to podcasts in English, watch uh, TV, movies, series, all these things, watch them in English. And then you'll start to really listen to how things are pronounced and how words sound and all the sounds of English. And it becomes so much easier when you try and right. imitate them, and right? It's funny to see because, for example, uh, I am a 35-year-old teacher. And when I was a student, I started studying English when I was eight. Um, we didn't have all these facilities and technology and anything like it, right? We were like the, the, the basic study, go to school, go to the class, read the books, do the homework, uh, do what the teacher says, repeat, and so on. And that didn't prevent us from learning, at least as I'm speaking uh, myself and other people that I knew. That didn't prevent us from learning. And I did this self-inserting myself in English environments, like because I used to talk to myself all the time. Uh, when I have things to do, when I have to prepare my schedule for the week and everything, I started speaking it out loud. And I start doing it in English. You know, I start, uh, and like I said, watching movies. At the time it was those tapes. We didn't have any uh, setting with all the English and so on. Well, just the one that the virus store would rent uh, in my case, in Portuguese or out of in English with subtitles. And that's what we had. And I was watching the movies, trying to pay attention to how they were speaking, how they talked, pronunciation, and so on. Was basically what I could do. Yeah, no, and I think students can take advantage of the internet and all of the things that, you know, are available. You've got YouTube, you've got Netflix, you have podcasts, you have so much material that can be used. And I think as well, teaching styles have evolved since way back in the day when I think a lot of my students experienced, you know, this is the verb to be. And it would all be kind of taught out of context in a very boring kind of way. And the teacher would get up and, you know, I am, you are, and that's it. Whereas nowadays you can really learn through the context and listen to dialogues exactly, and that type of thing, exactly. right? So uh, today there is a whole bunch of things. Like uh, like we just said, there is uh, materials that are uh, specific for uh, certain contexts, certain situations. You have, like I said, the internet, the podcast, the video. You have a YouTube, Instagram, social medias as a whole. And that may help you a lot with being in touch with English. So that's what I say. The people who don't learn is just because they don't want, you know, they want to learn. Exactly. Exactly. And before we finish up our chat, I know you have a podcast as well. So you are a fellow podcaster. Where can students um, find your podcast if they want uh, to a, listen my, to my it? My podcast is on the SoundCloud. Okay. Just search for Teacher okay. Bruno Gone. Okay. Actually, all my, my media okay. is Teacher Bruno Gone if you just search for them. For them. 
on YouTube, on Instagram, and on SoundCloud. Just search for Teacher Bruno Gon, okay, G-O-N, and you'll find me okay. there. Perfect. Well, that's that's great. So if you are interested in Bruno's podcast, then you can find him. I'll put a link as well on the lesson page on canlearnenglish.com for this. And thank you so much for coming to chat I, with me. I, I really appreciate really it. I'm really glad for this opportunity. Thank you so much for accepting my volunteering. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.